All right. Good Monday morning, everyone. I believe the rest of us are warm. Russell is a little cold this morning, but you guys are listening to Author Talk with me, Amy Fern. Russell and our lovely guest today is Anne. And let's just kick it off, okay, as we always do. We always talk about our weekend. I have a big accomplishment this week, and I have two that I want to talk about, okay? One, Russell is going to love, and the other one, probably no one's going to understand but myself. Okay, so the first one, my husband has had this phone for, I don't know, five years, and the screen is so cracked that you literally could cut your finger on it, okay? There's like pieces <laughs> of the screen missing, and I I don't even know what I did, but I got him to order a new phone. So he got a new phone, so you no longer cut his fingers, okay, on the phone. It's kind of one of those, as long as it texts and calls, he's fine. I don't know what his problem is, but the exciting news is we listed one of his motorcycles, Russell. I finally got it listed and posted. Now, here's the thing, okay? So, Ann, let me give you a little background story. My husband bought a motorcycle, and I was pregnant with our second daughter, the whole thing. And then all of a sudden, he had to have this other one. So now he has oh, two. No. And he's like, no, I'm going to sell both of them. I'm going to sell both of them. Okay, well, he lied, okay, because he's only going <laughs> to sell the first one. He's going to keep this other one that he bought. And so it was a huge milestone, like getting this whole thing posted. And I have two people currently that are interested in it, which is going to make me happy. I'll have more space in my garage and only one motorcycle. So it was a big weekend, okay? It was a big So weekend. he knows you're selling his motorcycle? I didn't post it. I just told him he needed to post it or I was going on the curb with a free sign, okay? Like That's I was a great <laughs> story. That <laughs> makes me a happy Monday morning, Russell. <laughs> I thought so. I thought so. Good morning, Greg. We hope you're having a fantastic Monday. So what did everybody else do this weekend? I mean, I don't know if you can top that, but Fern, go for it. You can't. Okay. I I uh was invited to join a D and D group. Oh, okay. okay. Which which I thought was significant because this is the person that I've been dating for some time who invited me. And this is his little group. And you know, that's that's pretty significant when, when they invite you to join their D&D group. So I am an, I created a whole character that I was not aware that there is a website. Okay, Russell, don't laugh. <laughs> dndbeyond.com, okay? You, you go on there and you create your character and it guides you through the process of all the pieces that you got to put together. It creates the character sheets, you know, um, and it's got a ton of information and backstories that people have created that you can pick from, which I didn't need because, you know, I make up all kinds of stories myself and I threw in there my night, right? Okay. So, so for the campaign, I'm Sir Andros Dranig because he's the only human knight I had um, that didn't have like dragonborn blood or something else going on. <laughs> so, so, but it was great. My very first campaign, I decapitated the person that tried to attack me. And <laughs> I only took like five points of, of damage, of hit, you know, because he did grapple me. But um but I had like a ton of, of great armor. So So I you basically spent your weekend okay. indoors is what you're saying. So basically I spent my weekend playing D and D. Then I got myself new dice because you know, you gotta have dice and stuff and a little dice tray and stuff. So yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. I, I mean, never realized Fern was such a nerd. <laughs> really? You didn't. I've known this since day one. Why do you think we get along? Why do you think we get along? <laughs> well, you yeah, are I mean, nerd. I, I she dressed. So. You should Good see morning. Amy, and you should see Amy's costumes for Comic Con. Oh, hey, hey, she's crazy. Now, wait, wait, we're we're on Fern. We're on Fern, Russell Fern, not Amy. It's not Amy Day. Okay, remember that. Okay, was last week. that was. Well, last I'm trying week. to. I'm trying to find. Out and right, weak points so we can attack weak. Uh, yes, Greg. Yes. And <laughs> what was your weekend? No, but the best part. The best. Part oh, you have more. No, the best. Part, <laughs> to me, the best part was that uh, you know he he came with me to a little gathering that uh, of some some publisher friends and stuff, and he was totally like 
involved there and stuff. And, you know, I was like, ooh. Nice. Okay. I know. I know he's making okay. inroads. He's making inroads. Okay. But- I like it. I like it. I Russell, what did you ask? I wanted to know what Ann did this weekend. Oh. I didn't know that Ann had a whole weekend date thing going on. I did. Gosh. Right? He tried to take yeah. me he tried to take me outdoors to visit alligators. I was like, no. Oh, that would have been yeah. cool. Why did you nix that? That would have been cool. She it's wants outdoors. dragons, not alligators. Well, dragon I mean, they're, dragon they're, like, they're like dragons, but without wings. Okay? Just without wings. Yeah. That's how I view them. That's how I view them. So, oh, Anne, what did you do? Oh, so um, I'm on the, I've been on the road this week. Um, also seeing some friends and family. And so on Friday, Friday night, um, I went um, sailing on San Francisco Bay, which was absolutely amazing. Um, it was absolutely gorgeous day. We watched the sunset from the sailboat. So it's just me and my husband and this other couple. So it was totally magical until the uh, guy whose boat it was for the first time in his sailing career of like 20 years, he got hit in the head with the boom. It went across the boat and hit him. And we were so freaked out and he, he didn't knock him out. And then you go into this whole thing. Like, do you go to the hospital? Do you not go to the hospital? And like, we were supposed to go get like Peking duck afterwards and that didn't happen. The good news is he's fine. He did go to the hospital the next day. Nothing's bleeding. But it was, he kept apologizing. We're like, stop apologizing. I ruined the sunset. I'm like, no, we're really glad that you're just okay. Um, and then I drove around the other side of Northern California yesterday and was in Lake Tahoe to see my brother and went for a hike by the lake. And it was so gorgeous. But can I just say, Russell, since you know Lake Tahoe, this is off season. This is like April, what, 5th or whatever. It was already busy. And I can't even imagine like winter and summer. So, we enjoyed our little time and then we scooted right out of there. <laughs> yeah, and like Tahoe, I'm shocked that it was already busy. Yeah, it wasn't swamped. It wasn't like bumper to bumper, but it was like no parking spaces, that kind of thing. You know, I Crazy. think I think people are are getting out. You know, because I think we've all yes, finally. Well, not out. you, but other people. Other people that like me are, are getting out. Like not me. No, that was cold. That was cold, but good, Russell. Because it was true, right? It was good. Well, I had the most. I did I'm, tell him, okay, when he was insisting I needed to go see these alligators, pet these baby alligators and stuff. Which was which was which was a draw. Eat the alligators. But so my I told him, look, I nature and I have an agreement of mutual non-aggression. I don't <laughs> enter it. It doesn't come to me. We're good. <laughs> okay. This is to everyone on our podcast. Uh, <laughs> and we have a, we're also on a podcast. The show will be on the podcast all week. People listen to us while they're working out, while they're fixing dinner. And one of the greatest podcasts we ever had was when there was a wasp in that room with Fern during the oh. show. It was a great show. Oh, there was. was screaming. There was yelling. It was <laughs> great. Was sometimes nature is more aggressive than other times. It was hilarious. It I was think just the wasp great. got the memo of mutual non-aggression. You know, it violated <laughs> the treaty and it died. Yeah, those those things are wicked. Okay, I had no good weekend po- stories because uh, Fern, who is my publisher, and assigned a new editor to me. We had our second meeting Friday. She's very good, but she's looks like she's 12 years old because she's so young. And she ruined my whole weekend because all I could think about all weekend was what I needed to do. Well, when I could get started, why is my wife talking to me when I'm thinking about this? It was, that was my weekend. And as soon as the show's over, I'm rushing to uh, start work on it. That's my weekend. I had a nothing weekend. Well, I'm so, man, I'm sorry. You were percolating. 
Yes. Oh, there's that word again. You say it the best. Like, I don't even know. I I used that word when I was talking to Fern on Friday, I think it was. And I used the word percolating. And I even told her, I was like, I don't even know if I used this word right, but I like the word. So I'm going to use it. And she's like, no, you did. You used it right. I was like, oh, all right. I'm doing good. I'm doing good. But okay. I mentioned our podcast. We want to thank everyone that's listening to us. Uh, we were rated in the top 10 in book podcasts on our mm -hmm. channels. Uh, we actually have moved up from that. Amy explained it last week. I'm not quite sure. I'm going to okay, let her explain okay. it again this weekend. Okay, and then tell okay. people how they can find us. Okay. All right. So there, if you go on Good Pods, there are indie podcast categories. And then there are overall categories for podcasts, which is a mix of both professional and indie podcasts. Okay. We have always been in the top 10 in the indie section for books, arts and entertainment, and there's another one that I have slipped my mind. Um, we've always been in the top 10 over there for the indie section, and now we have moved on to the top 10 overall section, which is combined. We were number 36 last week in the top 100 podcast overall, which was really exciting. And like, I how think could that was, be? I don't know. How man, could I told be? you. I say this every week. We are just grateful that people are listening to us because we just do this because it's fun and we like hearing stories. And so we're kind of shocked that people are listening to it, but we love it. Okay. So right. we're three schmoes getting to talk to an author. That's kind of our show. <laughs> yeah, we love it. It was, Russell, it was Russell's idea five years ago and he approached Sandy with it. I used to just hold the camera and they would talk and make it fun and we've evolved into what we are today five years later and so we are just so grateful and we love it and we thank you guys for listening to us we hope that we bring you some entertainment some amazing books to read and some amazing authors and hearing their stories and getting a behind the scenes look of what all really goes into publishing a book that you're reading or you see in a bookstore because there's a lot of stuff that goes into it a lot of heart a lot of passion in Russell's case, not teamwork at all when you have a love-hate relationship with your editors. So there is a lot of stuff that goes into it. And we try to make it as entertaining as possible. So thank you guys so much for listening to us and putting us in the top 10 and the top 100. We are very grateful for that. And talking about authors, you guys know that we have a membership called Through the Eyes of Authors. We meet Monday nights at 7 p.m. Central Time. Well, we are in week number two of our author branding series because sometimes branding yourself is a lot harder than branding other businesses, authors. It's a lot easier. It's harder when you have to do it internally. So we are doing this course. It was Fern's idea and we're collaborating on it together and through the eyes of authors. And tonight we're talking about websites. You need to have one. If you do have one, what you should have on it or take off of it. Sometimes in branding, <laughs> less is more. Okay. Sometimes more is just too much. Okay. Let's back it up a little bit. So we'll be talking about that. If you missed last week's, we talked about logos and colors and how to just brand yourself separate than just you have an author identity and you have your own personality of who you really are. Right. And so we really dived heavy into that and that's going to feed over into your website design and we're going to give you resources if you need to create one if you want to make edits all of that that's happening tonight at 7 p.m central time so you're not going to want to miss that at all because branding is just my thing i like playing with colors and logos and just i like it it makes me happy it's kind of like in my bubble of puppies and unicorns makes amy happy <laughs> so that's how we do things but, and Russell, okay, Russell, you guys, is attending Monday nights, and we all know, okay, for however long this membership's been going, which is going on four years coming up, he doesn't attend Monday nights. Okay? I don't, I don't, deal. I'm not a team player, <laughs> I, I know. I'm not a team player, I'm not a get-along guy, but I have to do these. Like, tonight, I'm kind of, what's your webpage like, Ann? I mean, webpages web are a big beautiful. deal. It's beautiful. Okay. Yes, mine is a combined page. So you can go direct to the book tab by going to uh, liveforjoybook.com or you can just go to my website and scotland.com and there's a book tab there. So that's one thing I would say. If you have a more complex brand than just your book, then um, get your own book URL and forward it to the tab of the book on your regular website because that way you can have them introduce, introduce them to the rest of what you have going on but they can also just go straight to the book. So that's kind of how I decided to do that. 
when I was like, okay, I need a book page. What do I do? Get the book URL and then forward it. So that's been working really well for me, actually. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's wonderful. I was looking at your website, you know, uh, to come up with interview questions. And because <laughs> uh, that's my job. But like, I really love the colors. It's very simple, very easy to navigate. And um, it has really all the pieces that you need, you know. So it's Thank a really you. great example of a, of a great website. Thank you. Yeah, that was one of my real principles was keeping it really clean and uncluttered um, and kind of trendy and contemporary. So here's what I did. What I did was surf a whole bunch of websites of, of people who I love theirs. Didn't have to be authors, didn't have to be trainers, didn't have to be any, you know. And I just like I would get in there and I'd be like, okay, that that feeling that I get is mm -hmm. like, oh, yeah, that's with my brand. And then the colors, you know, what was I already using for coloring and branding? And it can start with if you're starting a new website, it could start as simple as and that's how this one did. This is like my second or third website. The dress I wore in the photo shoot set the tone for the theme, which is now all over all my stuff. I mean, nobody like really planned it. It just happened. So it's kind of funny how you can just, you know, go with what you already have, work it out, keep it simple, keep it really easy to navigate. And um, yeah, I love it. It's been really fun. Well, and I think I think the color choices, I mean, really go with what your message is. You know, um, I like, you know, the power of joy is mm -hmm. is a wonderful message. And I think that the website sort of speaks to that. You know, just in the way it feels when you when you see it and you in the colors and stuff. So, you know, talk to me about about your your you're a trainer. You work with mm -hmm. with corporations, with leaders, mm -hmm. with employees about mm -hmm. finding joy in your job, which, you know, feels interesting because like i mean you would think people you would think people would pick jobs that they like but that's not always the case sometimes you end up in jobs that maybe is not like your your big thing right not your big passion but finding joy in your jobs mm -hmm. you know share with us a little bit what is that about what what, what is sure about yeah so it's really interesting what you're saying like people would pick the usually you think pick, people pick jobs they would enjoy doing but a lot of times people pick careers they enjoy, think they'll enjoy, and that's what they study and train for, and that's what they get their degrees in. And then when you get to the real world, you know, it's just not quite as um, romantic and fun as you thought it would be, like many things, right? Um, or it's uh, you end up having to work with, you know, bosses or employers that you don't, you know, you don't click with, or you love your boss, but then you have a teammate or a coworker that you struggle with, or then even more than ever the last couple of years having your dynamic totally changed on you. You know, my brother is one of those corporate people who actually loves being in the office. I don't, I love working from home as much as possible. <laughs> but unless I'm on site doing a fabulous retreat or training or something, <laughs> but he really misses his office culture. He really missed his, you know, office parties and his friends. I mean, he's got three kids and his wife and he's, that was really his only social life outside of the family. So it's just how do you find joy in your job, even in such a changing environment, in the remote work environment? And I think um, also, just as an introduction here as well, I think COVID gave us the opportunity to introduce corporate America to how important emotional wellness is. Because I think, you know, we had the physical wellness part and, you know, we had kind of moved into now you can get a therapist if you want to through your insurance, through your company, if you need some counseling. Um, but as far as like emotional wellness as a lifestyle, as a working business style and something that all of a sudden the company's like, oh my gosh, everybody's quitting. Everybody's leaving. Nobody's happy. They hate the, like, what are we supposed to do? And I think that's a huge piece that I try to bring in, which is this isn't just going to end when COVID is over. This is emotional wellness is integral to your company, to your employee's success. If you have a happy employee, I don't care if that involves helping them make their whole life experience happy. They're going to be better at work. They're going to be easier to get along with. They're going to make you more money. And that's statistics to prove it too. So that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> yeah. And I love, I love how you're talking about like the emotional wellness of, of employees, because I do think with remote uh, work, it can be isolating. You know, mm -hmm. you can 
you can end up being very isolated and that office culture of being with your fellow coworkers can be very important. <laughs> what are some of the things that you're seeing develop in that regard in terms of mm -hmm. uh, businesses that maybe are still um, working more remotely? You know, mm -hmm. are there any specific strategies that you see people uh, taking for helping to bring that that networking part that is lost mm -hmm. of that? You know, can you share any of yeah. that right there? A couple of a couple of trends. Um, one is, and partly that I encourage as well. Uh, if you're not going to get the in the room kind of FaceTime that we used to get, then companies are starting to go more into big events and retreats. So instead mm -hmm. of having meetings all the time, maybe once a quarter or every six months, they have a destination retreat for their company. You know, like a really cool place. You go for five days. You're obviously you know doing the corporate training or whatever, but then you're also just having a lot of fun and bonding and you kind of get to in, enjoy your, your fellow employees as friends, right? Um, so the, the shift in where the dollars are being spent, the dollars are being spent a lot more around events and special occasions instead of just bringing in lunch every day. You know what I mean? So it's kind of shifting that a little bit. Um, another trend is helping employees. And this is something I'm really interested in expanding because it hasn't begun a lot yet. The trend is that people who aren't getting their social life at work now that COVID is relaxing, they're getting it in their local communities, which is a wild change in our social demographic and the way things have worked for a long time. There's this weird sort of back to the 1950s just a little bit where you're hanging out and barbecuing in the street with your neighbors on a Monday afternoon. What? <laughs> you know, or you're you're involved in community volunteers and you're involved in other programs where you're literally getting to know people in your own area as opposed to your only friends with people at work. So you still interact with the people at work, but I think there's a lot of opportunity here for long-term emotional wellness and growth because you don't necessarily get to pick who you work with, right? But you do get to pick who you associate with voluntarily, where you know what, whether it's a religious organization or a club or you know whatever you want to get involved in. So I think um, I I'm encouraging as I talk to um, corporate leadership to start helping employees that are remote, especially if it's remote permanently now. Um, support them and in helping them integrate into their communities, whether that's by giving them funds to join particular organizations or whether it's creating networks around certain subjects. So these are sort of the trends I'm seeing. And I think, um, I think moving in a good direction. Can I ask a question about this? So my yes, wife's <laughs> company is officially this month transitioning back to the office. And, you know, there's been much, there's been a lot of resistance to it within the company. Mm -hmm. She's a high tech company. So this is what's going on within high tech companies. You know, they've, they've pushed back when they're going to start doing that several times in high tech companies. Mm -hmm. uh, you're in Sacramento now, San Francisco, you're in the middle of it. What are you seeing mm -hmm. on the edge? Yeah. Um, it, it, it really varies on the company. My husband is a sales, uh, he sells software. So, and um, when I met him, we lived in Silicon Valley and we lived there for over 10 years. So I've kind of see that up close. I don't, I'm not living in Silicon Valley per se right now. So I don't kind of see the coffee shop trends, you know, where you just hear the dialogue. Um, but I think from what I'm seeing around with his company is they're probably, for the most part, they're probably gonna go remote permanently, uh, which is interesting. Um, or some of my friends that I was visiting this weekend were both in tech uh, in San Francisco. And his company is probably going to stay mostly remote, more events and, you know, getting together for events and meetings as opposed to renting out office. Her company is going to do um, a mixture. So they're going to have, you know, like three days at home, two days at work so they can have in-person meetings and experiences. So. I think the companies honestly are experimenting with what the threshold of change their employees can handle. So let's play with it and see in art, because every company is different and their dynamic with each other is different and what their product is. So are we just as good all working from home or do we actually, is there a, a stronger bottom line if we're in the same space for a certain percent of time? So I think that it's really in flux. Like I don't think anyone has the answer yet. This is like, the, let the experiment begin. <laughs> 
And I think it's very interesting, this idea of a hybrid uh, kind of workspace, because mm -hmm. I do see that there may be some people who are a little bit more self-motivated for whom remote work could be the better option because mm -hmm. they have a little more flexibility in how they do their work and stuff. But then there are people for whom it would be difficult. You know, like mm -hmm. um, I remember, you know, I uh, had a very good friend and, you know, uh, he became self-employed for a time. And it was very hard for him to do that because it required a lot of self-discipline, a lot mm -hmm. of you know, making sure he got up and actually got dressed and ready in case he had to go out <laughs> and meet somebody or whatever. And it was a rough, a rough thing for him because he just, he didn't have, so I think it's interesting, this dynamic that you're seeing of mm -hmm. uh, employers looking at what works best for who, kind of offering a little bit for everybody because mm -hmm. there may be employees for whom remote learning, uh, remote, remote work might actually be more productive and some for whom it's just not it's not and that's so true for my husband he says he's like twice as productive working yeah. from home mm -hmm. um and i think that's just really fascinating but others yeah not so much um i like working from home but i'm not as productive i don't think because i don't know like being in i mean i don't have kids but i have we have three dogs and we have you know the ups man like there's this kind of this constant chaos and i'm a very i'm not a multitasker so maybe that's one of my writer things. I don't know. I am like a monofocused person. So when there's kind of that chaos, so like today when I, you know, I'm on the road, so I got to come into like a WeWork space. I was like, oh, I'm in an office and it's, I can just like just work and not like answer the doorbell and like, oh, I should rinse the dishes. And so I think it just really depends on the individual and, you know, how they're feeling about that and, you know, how that hybrid is, how it's going to flush out. I guess, you know, that's one of those things we're just going to wait and see. Yeah, it might be better if I go to an office because I feel like Starbucks is taking all of my money because I just randomly <laughs> go and I'll go like, I don't know, twice a day. And then my kids have gotten to where, you know, they want a cake pop and they want their own drink like a water or lemonade, whatever. And that just ups my bill. And I don't know about anybody else, but that hurts me. So I feel like maybe I should rent an office space. So I just stop giving my money to Starbucks or stop going to Target. Right? Okay? Oh, oh. I don't think that's going to happen, that. Amy. Let's face it. Okay. I know. You know, I know. I shouldn't. I know. My boss is just mean, as my mother would say, because I fire my mom like every day. So my mom would say that. My mom would be like, she's going to go on strike, you know, because my mom works with, with me. But, you know, it's kind of one of those that it might be better for someone like me to have a little office where I'm just like, no, I'm not going to go to Target. I'm not going to rabbit hole down the Target coupons, you know, because I'm just a sucker. Like, I don't know about anybody else, but but I can multitask. Like, I've got 10 windows open. I got y'all yep. in another window. I'm like, I can multitask. I got my daughter is watching Encanto. I bought a puppy. It's a whole thing. Okay? Oh my it's a whole thing. But I'm That's just amazing. saying, you know. Starbucks would probably take a hit. I could, you know. Well, here's the I thing, because I've gone to Starbucks and spent in a day, if I was worried, you know, like $30. It's not hard by the time you get, and then you're like, oh, I should take my friend a drink. And like, it just never oh, ends. Yeah. So just for an example, so anyone who hasn't experimented in sort of like the office suite rental, you know, this is, we work principle, right? Where you have open, open work areas, you have private booths for phones and Zoom calls, you have, you can rent a private office. I mean, I'm not running this, so I'm not making anything from <laughs> but okay, but like almost an all-inclusive experience, like 119 a month. Oh, and you God. can come as many days as you want. You can come seven days a week if you want. Coffee is already in the coffee room. There's oatmeal, apples and snacks in there. You don't have to pay for that. And like, quite honestly, if you, if someone feels like, and I say this, if your emotional wellness and your productivity say Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'm going to that place so that I can just maybe it's even writing if your writing environment at home is a little chaotic and distracting then two days a week you get the sitter or you get whatever and you just go and um so it's definitely for the for some people it's worth checking it out i'm, a, I'm one of those guys and i have to emotionally say okay it's time to go to the office i have to have some place to go <laughs> yeah or i can't get work done yeah no yeah, now for Russell, the cigar lounge is like an office because he's a cigar lover. So we can go over there and be in that cigar lounge and nice. work. And it does create a good, a good yeah. environment for us. 
Now I'm cozy about your book, right? Um, so what was the genesis for writing the book? I mean, I know you have the training program. I'm, I'm assuming Mm -hmm. that it kind of changed that, but what, what made you decide? I think I need to write a book. Yeah. Well, um, actually I had been basically blogging, doing a Twitter blog for several years. Um, I had been just writing a lot of individual motivational, inspirational work um, and getting a ton of feedback on Twitter. Um, I mean, right now I think I have 110K followers and people started asking for the book. They said, could you start writing this kind of content? And I am a big, very visual person. So for me, it's very much about visually pairing it with a message that tells you that feeds off each other. So give me the written information and then give the impact with an image. It's not just a nice picture, but that integrally relates, that really brings it home. In other words, you could almost just look at the picture and get a message, or you can look at the message, or you can look at both and really get a powerful punch, especially for people that are visual or artistic or love nature. So I said, okay, let's, let's go for it. And also the principle behind was I really wanted to write a personal empowerment book that only that you could read for a minute or two and get a day's benefit, you know, get something to chew on for the rest of your day. You didn't have to read a whole chapter. You didn't even have to listen to a whole audiobook, <laughs> a whole chapter, just, just give me a punch. And so, you know, it's, it's broken up into 12 chapters. It's like 285 pages. Um, it's a really gorgeous book. And you can get the digital version, but I have to say that the 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 print version is just like a really really special experience. It's just so beautiful. I mean, some this is a really short page, but some of these are just like full immersion photography art, um, and it's really about how to bring balance into your life to generate joy. It's not just about joy. There's a chapter on joy, but it is how do you become how do you create a lifestyle that wakes up your potential, that helps you set your navigation and not get stuck, that um, helps you become a better world citizen, that helps you really experience your joy? So uh, there's quite a lot of different, you know, different sizes of writing, but also it's all original. This isn't just a compilation of some sort and experiences. So a lot of people say they have it on their bedside table, um, on their desk at work or their coffee table and they can just dive in. You can read one, you can read 10, you can read the whole book, whatever kind of what you need that day or Mm -hmm. find it by subject, by chapter. So I want to talk about like the word joy, because like you Mm -hmm. see a lot of people focusing on happiness, right? Happy, happy, you know, happiness. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting that you chose and you choose to focus on joy. Um, How do you differentiate those two uh, concepts of like, you know, happiness versus like living in joy, being mm-hmm. happy, living in joy. How do you, how do you see those as being different? Yeah, no, that's a, such a good question. And I really did consciously think about it when I started working around on my branding. One, I wrote, you know, happiness is oversold in a certain extent. Um, mm-hmm. And then what kind of helped me make the decision though, was really learning to differentiate it for myself. So to me, We've grown up in a culture where happiness is really about externals often. You know, what, what's your income? What's your job? Who, who's your significant other? Um, you know, what kind of clothes do you get to wear? What kind of car do you drive? And when you, it's kind of all or nothing. Either you have all the stuff and you're happy or you're missing something and you aren't. So it's just sort of like this. And it often is just changes rapidly. The happiness from, oh, I'm really happy to oh, crap, I just got bad news. And now I'm, you know, something's going down. So to me, joy is more of an intrinsic, much deeper thing. Joy is more of a gut thing. It's less about surface and am I having fun today, which is great. And more about joy is a really grounded um, place of peace and well-being that you can draw from even on a bad day. It doesn't mean you're like this on a bad day. It just means that you have sort of a grounding. Because I think joy is really, um, we're all born, it's like a birthright. We were all born with something that, you know, a baby is joyful when it's laughing and cooing, right, Amy? I mean, when the baby's happy, it's just like, it totally warms your heart in this amazing way. Or even your puppy, you know, Mm -hmm. he's not happy because he has a fancy dog bed, which he probably does, but (laughs) 
(laughs) It's heated. It is a heated dog bed. I'm not going to lie. I knew knew this somehow. Um, (laughs) um, But he's joyful when he's just playing. It's just like bubbling out. So we all were born with this. We've learned to discipline it, to push it down, to hide it, to say we don't deserve it. I don't think we ever lose it. We just lose the connection to it. So for me, it's not just about feeling happy. It's about a grounded space that actually empowers you for life. So that's the tip of the iceberg around joy and why I just chose to approach it specifically from joy. Yeah. And I really love that because you're right. Like happiness can be very circumstantial. Um, And you can go from being very happy to being very sad very quickly. But joy can be uh, something that is more underlying you can Mm -hmm. be you you can be in joy you know and enjoy your life without necessarily being super happy all the time you know rainbows Mm -hmm. type thing yeah yeah so because you see some people who have like a very like a peaceful essence around them and it doesn't mean they're jumping up and down but um you know you could even say in a certain way like almost a zen essence not that that's what i'm trying to teach but um a sense of grounded well-being and then whether they're like grinning or not, they're ha- they have joy, like they have that centering. And I think we're so scattered as a society that it's really good to start coming back to that. So what are some of the things like when you're doing your, your training sessions with people trying to help them to come to that place of finding that groundedness and joy? You know, what are some of the things that you that you work with them? Uh, on? Yeah, yeah. So uh, one of the first things is creating awareness um, around joy, because we know when we're happy and we're unhappy, we may not always know why, but what brings, and granted they're cousins, okay? So we can't completely separate happiness from joy, but uh, creating an awareness of what brings you joy, like that kind of solid well-being and what pulls it away. And Um, I have a, um, there's a free journal on my website. It's a hidden page and it's a a one week joy journal. Uh, It's not a lot of writing, but if, um, if anybody wants to check it out, it's free. It's uh, um, anscotland.com slash joy journal. So it's not the book, it's a joy journal. And it's two questions in the morning and two questions in the evening for a week. And it also has some great visuals, but kind of helping you start looking for what brings you joy and what doesn't. Sometimes the things we do repetitively aren't really bringing us joy, but we do them anyway. Or let's say, and I'm not going to, I'm not like going on an exercise tangent here, but let's say for some people, when they do their exercise in the morning, they actually feel legitimately better all day. Hmm. And they're like, huh? Yeah. That actually like brought me joy. Like I actually felt exhilarated from that. I actually, huh? So what if I did 10 minutes of exercise in the morning? Now I'm noticing that or, you know, I'm just too busy to play with the dog much today. But then I realized when, like, that's one of mine because I love dogs. You know, I'm like, oh my word, I just, I get this. You know, you can just feel the chemicals in your brain bringing out all those happy hormones, all those happy things, right? And I'm like, I think this is my dopamine fix. What are those things? And what are the other things that don't? Because sometimes even things we discipline, okay, I'm just going to use exercise again. So someone's going to kill me here. What if doing a certain exercise routine makes you miserable? then let's take a note of that don't do it anymore (laughs) like oh yes okay i like it leg day no one likes a good leg day like no Uh uh-uh doing squats no one likes that either so i like it okay i can get behind yeah yeah so find something that does i mean do it do a dance class whatever right so instead of just like i'm gonna force myself to do this stuff how can we find just shifts And this is why it's not like you don't have to meditate for 20 years or go on a special juice diet or anything to have your joy. It's these little micro adjustments every day. Mm -hmm. It's not, and it doesn't take a lot of time. It's amazing how much progress you can make in a short time. And it really starts with just the awareness. What is bringing me joy and what is sucking it away? You know, sometimes we can get into friendships and relationships and that gets a little sticky, but then at least you have some awareness and you can make some choices, right? So that's kind of awareness is a really big part of it. And I think I, I, I really love what you're saying about like, you know, we all know we have to exercise, right? Exercise is important for us and stuff, but finding the exercise that actually works, because I have found, you know, that, that if I, if I'm being forced to like 
do a, <laughs> a, a routine, you know, like squats and this and that. I, I may stick to it for a little while, right? but it will go away because I don't like it. I just, it does not bring me joy. It's a hassle. It's a burden. But, you know, I have discovered walking Aria, you know, for an hour every day. I can do that. I, you know, I can actually do that. And, and we, you know, because it's enjoyable, I'm with the fluffy Mm -hmm. dog, you know, we're, we're Mm -hmm. having, and it's out in nature, which is terrible, but still, you know, I mean, we, we are having a good (laughs) time, you know, and, and it's something that I enjoy. So I am actually, I actually look forward to it versus Mm -hmm. dreading the, the activity and i think it's the same thing even with food like you know i mean oh absolutely people are like oh you gotta eat healthier and here's a bunch of broccoli well you know (laughs) (laughs) not a broccoli fan you know no (laughs) i like i like my donuts okay leave i like my donuts it's a thing for me it's just no okay just (laughs) let me have mine or my breakfast tacos or banana nut bread, you know, like but you do. Oh. You, you can, you can, mm. like you say, you can make minor adjustments so that you are eating better, you know. But you're yeah. still not. But because when it is a burden, you're right. Mm-hmm. You, you're not going to stick to it. You're not. No, and it doesn't. And if you find like a healthy version of your diet that does make you feel better and feel happier, then it's also a really conscious choice. It's not a guilted choice. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge piece of finding your joy is moving away from the guilt motivation that a lot of us use to motivate our diets and exercise and moving more towards what makes me actually feel good, mm-hmm. right? So you might pass up on that second piece of cake because you just know you're going to feel better, not because you're going to punish yourself if you eat it. You know, it's sort of like, I say, I say too, it's kind of like, Make that you know, I, I've been I'm an actress a large part of my life as well. And you know, so okay, everybody's always of course around my diet and exercise, this and that. My favorite advice I ever got from one of my acting teachers was to just decide if you're gonna have the burger, have it, enjoy it, no guilt. Or decide not to have the burger, but don't have the burger and then go feel guilty about it. It just doesn't serve any purpose. You don't enjoy it, you don't enjoy it afterwards, you don't enjoy the memory of it. It's just that you're like, oh, I suck, I blew it again. Like make these choices and be fine with your choice, you know? And I'm like, yes, I like that a lot. <laughs> I love that. See, we need t-shirts. Be fine with your choice. <laughs> yes, I, I, that, that's a t-shirt I can get behind right there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's true. It totally is true. And, and a lot of what I talk about is nature because it's also about finding those things that bring you joy. So for some people, Maybe you with wasps and certain kinds of alligators in nature and things, not a really good thing. <laughs> but but for me in general, and probably Russell a bit because he loves Lake Tahoe, you know, hiking is massive for me. I, running on a treadmill makes me want to just like die. But hiking for 10 miles, which will make me very tired, being out in nature is amazing. Like that's total, totally different experience for me. So a lot of my book, a lot of what I talk about is a whole chapter on the book, just on nature as well, um, is, you know, bringing those pieces into your life that will bring you joy and finding out what they are. And I just want to share one or two little things from the book uh, chapters. One of my favorite chapters, chapter number three, which is be a benevolent world citizen, because I think, and this is so needed in general right now, right? Um, But what's really beautiful about joy is that you don't have to have it to share it and when you share it you get it and this is magical this is where i feel like it's like joy should be a religion because not that it should be (laughs) joy is like that you don't um there's not a magical formula that you have to follow and anyone can share joy anyone any political any religion any doesn't matter right you can reach across the border you can share joy you can share a smile and um joy is that piece that you can just if you have you say you have a bad day well your awareness can be i'm having a bad day i'm not really feeling very joyful today so my prescription is i'm going to try to bring joy to three people today Mm. and when you do that when you buy your dog a new bone they're people too right um yeah i totally agree when you buy your dog a new bone um when you um help the old lady put her groceries in the car when you share a smile with someone 
you feel better too. They benefit, you benefit. And it's one of those things where you don't have to have it to give it away because it's, it's magical. It's almost atomic. When you create it by sharing it, it comes back to you. Well, so by being, yeah. That's hugely, hugely powerful because I've always, I've always believed that if you focus on helping other people, mm -hmm. your problems, uh, your own personal problems sort of shrink. Because if you're if your mind is all focused on your problems, they become these mag magnified issues that Absolutely. you know you, you fail to find the solutions to because mm -hmm. you're so overwhelmed, you're in it so so hard. But mm -hmm. when you're helping someone else, sometimes the solution to what you're going through sort of manifests. And it does. You're not like miserable with thinking about what your problem is currently. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I love no, that. No, it's so true. It's so true. And, you know, they say, you know, even as, as we all get older and they say retired people um, are always healthier when they're involved with other people and they're not just focused on themselves. That's just one example, right, of, you know, I have a, an extended family member who's very isolated because they are fighting an illness and they're elderly. And it's but they didn't have to be. It's a choice. And it's like, you know, how do you explain to someone how much more joy they would have if they weren't just complaining about all their own symptoms, which I am sympathetic. But you know, what if they helped encourage someone else who has the same condition? Like, mm -hmm. what if you get outside yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And also just reframing a bit um, around joy in your life. The, the last chapter actually is called Learn to Love the Endings. It's my one of my favorite chapters it happens to be the last chapter. Because I think a lot of times, we think of endings as bad things, end of a job, end of a relationship, end of perfect health, end of whatever, right? But it doesn't actually have to be negative. It can be a positive. It's really so much about reframing and learning to really be grateful with, with every element and anticipating the new chapter even after, after the end of the book. That's good. I'm going to keep that. It's not just a new chapter. It's a new book. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, Speaking of, are you planning a second book? Are you planning a second I am. book? I am actually, and I'm excited about it because uh, this one, you know, this one was much more of a, you know, snippet, motivation, inspiration, self-empowerment. Uh, the next one I'm really in, in, in planning to come out in 2023, and it's going to be kind of unique. It's going to be focused on young professionals, like 25 to 35. Oh, okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> around emotional wellness because they tend to be a more receptive group for starters. And they've had a rough ride the last few years. So how can we bring that into their business workplace, their corporate workplace? Um, and that's specifically in that age group. Um, and I'm doing a lot of research with a lot of other people I'm working with and bringing you know, new information in for the book, creating some new statistics for that book. Um, but it's going to be very much very practical, fun, kind of, you know, the how-to manual, easy read. And uh, I'm really looking forward to it because I think not only can I use it in my programs, but... Um, just keep it really relevant and fun. So, well, and I think that's very key because a lot of times uh, younger generations are looking at the world. They're looking at how complex things have become. It's difficult, and yeah. they need. They do need. You know, I think. I think mm -hmm. younger generations. And Amy, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like I think they they want to make a difference in the world. And so when they absolutely when they don't feel like they're making a difference it, mm -hmm. it affects their their ability to enjoy what they do and i think that it's critical to help them tap into that you know within themselves not necessarily always getting it because sometimes you just don't get it from your job like the no just don't necessarily give that to you but you, mm -hmm. you need to kind of bring it yourself you know in a way and this is awesome what you just said because even if i'm bringing these concepts into the workplace a lot about finding the joy doesn't actually have to do with the job. It's about, are you, are you fulfilled in your life? Mm -hmm. So, um, because if you are, you will be better in your job and your space and your communication. So if your job isn't your dream, but it's a job and you need the job, then what are you doing outside your job to fulfill that need, to feel useful? Um, what organization are you working with? How, are you mentoring someone? Are you, what are those pieces that really, Huh, bring you that sense of fulfillment. And then it doesn't matter what your job is per se, you're still fulfilled, but you can still come into the workplace and teach these things and have employers understand the importance of these things and support that kind of behavior, create opportunities. So I think that's really interesting that you said that. It's really 
right on. I love it. But before we get hater glares from Russell on my time. It's been a challenge. He is my time Nazi. And I can just see him doing <laughs> And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to get a hater text message here in a little bit. But like, the conversation can go on, and that's I know I the show was up. getting better and better, so I, I was like, leaving it alone. I hate to be the bad guy, I always start off as the fun, like, Woo -hoo, yeah, we're gonna do this. Then I have to be the bad guy at the end, and I, I really kind of hate it's a love hate relationship, it really is. But Learn to love the help. endings, remember the chapter. I know exactly, I know. Be the ending for this show, there I know. Fun, and we'll have Anne come back when she's got her, her new book and talk yeah. more about it. Absolutely. So, closing comments, questions, statements with anyone. I'm gonna let Russell go first because I just feel like he's chomping at the bit. I can see it. <laughs> well, you know, I had to be quiet because the Fern and Anne were like. They were really rolling. So, I know. you know, when the game's going hot, <laughs> you don't interfere with the pitcher when the pitcher's hot. So I was just quiet and let them roll. And the one thing you haven't done is told us where they can find your book and where they can find you yeah. on the Internet. Awesome. So, yes, thank you so much. So you can find me on my website, annscotland.com. If you're just listening only, it's A-N-N-E-S-C-O-T-T-L-I-N and scotland.com uh, the book is also there or you can just buy directly on amazon barnes and noble um you got we have a digital version even though it's a highly illustrated book we made sure that we have a digital version as well as the hardback and the paperback and uh yeah come join the family and, and ping me on instagram twitter i would love to meet you um other authors out there and my word for 2022 is partnerships and collaboration. So let me know how I can help support you guys and your businesses and your books. Wonderful. Fern, what about you? I I love this idea of, you know, get outside yourself and do something for others. Get, you know, find your joy. Find what makes you truly grounded in yourself. And um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to reading your book and connecting with you more, my friend. It was it was awesome. I love this conversation. Thank you so much for having me. I love it. Well, if you happen to hear, which you probably will, my daughter is at my door, which is the perfect time to end the show before things get crazy. Absolutely. But Anne, thank you so much for taking time out thank of your you. Monday morning yes. to come and talk to us about your book and just living a more joyful life, even the work that you do and everything like that. I know all thank of us kind of need that. It's very uplifting. So we will definitely have to have you back. It has been a wonderful <laughs> conversation. But you guys don't forget about the week number two of author branding tonight at 7pm central on through the eyes of authors. Make sure you're there. But until next time, you guys, we hope you have a fantastic week, a great rest of your Monday, and we'll catch you all next Monday morning. Bye, everybody. <laughs>